0: You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we take a deep dive into the 510 realm, and we also uh, talk about the super Aston Martin that oh, uh, yeah. uh, Matt's driving around. What a piece. 350K. First, Geico, <laughs> right, Matt? Yeah, maybe you own your home or you rent your
1: home. Either way, it can be a lot of work. But you know what's easy, and that's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing because you have so much to do around your home already. So just go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico Easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. All right.
0: All right. We've got a good show planned. Let's get started. <laughs> Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice. We're going to get on. Welcome to CarCast. It's all things uh, automobiles and beyond. I'm Adam Kroll over here. That's Matt, the moderator D'Andrea, over there. Uh, Matt, what What uh, are you know. driving?
1: Oh, driving the uh, Aston Martin DBS Superleggera. It's this uh, beautiful Pentland green with a chestnut interior. It's sort of a brown and tan interior but uh this uh this dark metallic green is uh is fantastic
0: yeah it's beautiful it's a 345 as tested
1: uh three hundred fifty four thousand.
0: oh so i, I have... got yeah i got 345 as tested on my thing but either way it's
1: 350 right yeah either way it's it's it it's Base price is about 310000 They and the Superleggera has – it swaps out a lot of the aluminum body panels on the DB11 for carbon fiber. Now, you can also get a carbon fiber roof and optional titanium exhaust. And if you, if you get everything, the weight savings for the Superleggera oh, is 100
0: – Let me guess. Oh, all right, go ahead. It's 140 pounds.
1: It's it's one fifty nine for everything, but here here's a here's a number you can guess is what do you what do you think a DB eleven weighs and what do you think this car weighs as a lightweight?
0: Well, we're laughing because we we're laughing talking about this the other day, which yeah. is you know super leggero, just I mean super light. And it's funny because comedian Natasha Legero is a miniature person. Like she's got to be 102 <laughs> pounds. So uh, the Leggero works for her. Um, this is a big front engine GT cruiser. And this thing's got a lump that's 12 cylinders and it's got what twin turbos on it. So, I mean, yeah, the engine itself has to weigh a lot. Um, and Aston Martins are not. Light cars per se, so I'm going to say that God can it, it. I'll I'll cry if it's over four thousand pounds. I was saying to you when I was hiking the other day on the trail uh, that I thought like thirty eight and change. Uh, now the way you're couching it is it's going to be forty two hundred and seventy five pounds because you're you we're laughing about it, but I'll say realistically. I'll go uh, thirty-eight fifty-five.
1: Uh, you would be wrong. It is uh, the DB eleven is
0: forty-two twenty-two. Oh, so it's right. And four, and four, depending
1: five. on whether you get all the bits and pieces, is around forty-one hundred pounds. So, uh, but I will tell you this: the DB eleven is six hundred horsepower. The the DBS 715. The Mm DB11, 0 to 16, 3.6. The DBS 3.2, and only a hundred and something pound difference. But it does feel different to me. It still feels like a big car and it feels heavy, but this feels like a fast car. And now we're we're getting into the world of GT cars being really fast. You know, we've seen 700
0: plus horsepower
1: i know and it, it scoots along and it it uh it is uh it is really impressive it the db11 as much as i like it, it was a little soft the styling a little soft the engine the power is a lot of power but just not as much uh uh for a car that weighs that much and the dbs solves all of that now it solves it all for an extra i don't know eighty hundred thousand dollars but uh uh it's a it's nice this thing is uh is great you you know you can you can tune the suspension uh sport mode sport plus mode normal mode on the sound system is great the exhaust note sounds great the exhaust note sounds great but not as good as the previous dbs which was naturally aspirated there are 12 cylinder naturally aspirated always going to be better
0: it's a great looking car. It's, uh kind of tough looking, it's kind of husky kind of broad stance and shoulders. Um, I, uh, you know, when you initially got it, you described it to me as gray, but, but now seeing it in the sunlight, it's a, like a real hunter green.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of color
0: it, green. Yeah. Which is a good, good color on that car. So it's a ton of car. And I guess the question is, is, I don't know how much more car does everyone need now? I don't want to sound like my mom, but now you're 700 horsepower, everything. I mean, I guess it's about bragging rights. I guess it's about being seen, you know, uh, at a certain point there's, you know, obviously the car can do way more than the driver. Yeah. I always kind of liken it to the guy likes walking around in the Rolex watch, which is good to a hundred meters, in depth. And it's like, when are go going a hundred meters <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you're going to the, you know, you're going to the uh, pool bar in Maui, but, but, but we all like that guy's watch. Right. I mean, yeah. it's ki- kind of that it's a cool watch. We're glad it can do what it can do. And kind of the reason why it looks like what it looks like is because it can do what it can do. I'm trying to think of like, what car, like at what price range is the performance good enough that you can stop at that performance? You know what I mean? Well, like if you threw out the status and you threw out the uh prestige and the bragging rights, like where what car? I mean, yeah, like I look, I'm I'm gonna sound uh, there here's something you didn't think ever come out of my mouth. There's there's Mustangs that you can load up for fifty-seven thousand dollars and that's that's all you need. You don't need to go <sighs> You know, you go past that, right?
1: You you could you could you could get almost a, a, a C8 Corvette for sixty. No, nobody's going to order it for sixty. It's a very base model. But let's say, uh, well, I can tell you that uh, Edmonds, Alistair Weaver over at Edmonds, through uh, Edmonds ordered up two cars to compare, and they got a GT500. And a Corvette C8, and they got them both outfitted in that eighty to eighty-five thousand dollar range, and both mm-hmm. of those things are animals, right? You know, but right. but for the Aston Martin, you uh, on some level there's the uh, the Ferrari Superfast, the eight twelve Superfast. I think uh, it's probably in that price range. I think it's in that price range. Um, that one I'm not sure, but that's kind of what they're going after. But in my mind, Bentley Continental GT. The yeah. new Bentley coupe is kind of what you would cross shop this thing for. Um, but do you want sort of the sportier version or do you want sort of the
0: Beverly Hills version? I and, love that uh, badass Bentley. That thing is a monster. I, <laughs> I love, you know, if you ever see those guys racing, those Bentleys and race trim are awesome. I would just get it in a British racing green and put a red leather interior in it. And that's just, there's something cool. I don't know why, but there's something cool about a racing car that's, it's known. I mean, its heritage is in racing, but since we've been alive, it's not been known as a race car. But there's something, there's something about it. If you look at the, if you look at a picture of the B-1 bomber, the B-1 bomber is a bomber, but its, it's architecture is like a fighter, So it's this big plane. It's a big plane that kind of looks like a fighter, but it's a Mm -hmm. bomber. And that's, there's something kick ass about something that is physically like big, but sort of set up like, like, like that car set up like a sports car, even though it's a big car. Yeah. And, and. I don't know. There's just I've always been into that Aston Martin kind of does that. You know, Bentley kind of does that. That's that's not Porsche's game, you know. Right?
1: Yeah, and not. And it's funny because the week before that was the Lotus Evora GT that I drove. You couldn't be any more opposite. I mean, both you know, special and both British and both fast, but one is tiny and 3,100 pounds and and a blast to drive, but tough to get in and out of. And then the Aston Martin is. Super easy to drive, and big and heavy, and but also
0: well incredibly fast. (laughs) Let's talk about that Lotus because we we talked about that for a while too, and we're trying to kind of figure out. You know, the catch twenty two for all these cars is you get them to a certain they're at a certain price point. You like the car, you think it's interesting. you, You there's 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 things about it that you like, and they perform relatively well and so on and so forth but then at some point you go how much and then as soon as you say how much there's six other cars you're looking at and now now the question is not do you like this car or do you think it handles well or whatever it's like how does it compare to the six other cars that it's either the same price as more expensive than or just a little bit shy of and once you open it up Look, I mean, it, the same holds true for I don't know houses or wives or whatever. What it, it, once you open up that field, you kind of go, oh, well, now there's other options, and some of those things are pretty cool, and they're not powered by Toyota power plant like the Avoria. Yeah, and, and at a hundred grand, like we just we just mentioned
1: Mustangs and Corvettes that are under a hundred grand, you can get them for a hundred, but you can also get them for
0: less. And, well, uh, I, I
1: don't know. Porsche came in a BMW M4.
0: Ah, BMW yeah M4. I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah, I'll, Audi.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my my take. First, I'll tell you real quick about JB Weld epoxy adhesives brand adhesive brands we use around here. DIYers trust it, and they've been trusting it for uh, fifty years plus. JB Weld dot com. get it. At AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon michael's home depot everywhere jb weld um as i told you on the phone when we were walking and talking cars the only reason you get that lotus is to say you have the lotus and to pull up into cars and coffee and be driving something different than other people are driving i don't Mm -hmm. you're not going to go You're not going to go out on the track and whoop up on any of those guys and any of these other cars we're discussing. It'll probably be the opposite effect. Um, You're not going to buy it, hang hang on to it for four years and then sell it and turn a tidy profit. You're just going to buy it because you're either super loyal to the Lotus brand or... um, Yeah, you want to be one of the only guys rolling up in the Lotus. (laughs) Look, I'm... There is definitely something to be said for that. Like, if you at the end of the day, these cars all work. They're all quick enough. They all handle good enough. They all stop good enough. It's it's kind of about having something that's that's interesting and and having that piece. I I I got a text from uh, Troy Ermish, our Datsun five hundred ten friend. You guys, for you listen to the show, probably know Troy. Um. Does all that great work? Really good racer, so on and so forth. He just sent me this old black and white picture of my different drummer five ten at some weird race from from years ago, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, that's thanks, cool pick. But I was like, yeah, that's my car. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of five tens out there, but there's not a bunch of different drummer five tens. And you kind of want the story and the bragging rights and if you pull up to a cars and coffee, I think you kind of want, you want to pull up in your one of one. And obviously if you drive an old race car, then it will be one of one. And people can say, well, this is a Mustang or this is a Porsche that I breathed on, you know, and that's yeah. true. But if you pull up in that Lotus of war, you're probably going to be the only guy there in that Lotus, right?
1: Yeah, you will. And th- don't get me wrong. It's super fun to drive. It's incredibly fun, and it has a very satisfying click to it when you shift the manual transmission. First of all, it's manual, so that's great. And uh, I, when I interviewed the, the designer last week, Goldberg and I had him on uh, had him on the show. He was saying, yeah, yeah, in the U.S., the cars have a a shifter boot on it. I go, yeah, but it sounds like it's got a click, almost like a steel gate. He goes, yeah, that's the mechanism that's doing it. It's very mechanical. And he said, but in Europe, they have the cars without a shifter boot on them. They just show the raw mechanism. And I was like, oh, I want to take the boot off on this thing now. I just want to show it the way it is.
0: Uh, You know, as much as it's not that effective, but, uh, the gated shifter is still kind of the coolest, right?
1: Yeah, it is. And I don't think this is exactly that. Um, but their mechanism does have that, that sound to it. I, and I see what he's saying, like, Hey, here, the, you know, the car is a hundred thousand dollars here. We like to get in it and go oh, for a hundred grand. And I want to see some Alcantara and I want to see some leather and I want to see whatever. And, uh, and if you got in and it didn't even have a shifter boot on it and just showed a kind of a raw uh mechanism, people would be like "Yeah, I don't know what's going on here where I don't know i think i i I think guys like you and me and maybe people that are buying that car would be okay with it. I think you kind of want to see the mechanical nature of it, but interesting that they just did it differently here and in uh in in the u k when they saw them
0: i uh you know, I was talking to Mike August uh, as we taped this and uh, they basically he's out in Orange County and they're talking about opening up Orange County. And I mm-hmm. think the city council in Orange County is going to defy the governor and open up the beaches and blah, blah, blah. So that that should be a shit show. But Texas is opening, you know, Atlanta.
1: Yeah. Uh, Goldberg's just opening. saying the
0: same thing. Goldberg was saying that. OK, mm-hmm. so this is kind of what I'm talking about. As we head into Monterey, I do sort of believe things were prematurely scrubbed. I I really do. I think we're going to open this thing up. I think we're going to get some real time examples of states and cities and beaches and places when they open up, like what it could be like if it was open up and with Monterey car week being in the middle of August like we're going to have some lead time. Like, and I know they needed more lead time and I know sponsorship, Um, Yeah, the the business side of it, you're right. I know everything, but I feel, and I kept saying to you, like, I felt like by the middle of May or the end of May, we'd have a real good idea how things were shaking out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Texas has been open for a week or something. They say it's going to take about two weeks to kind of see what the effect is. Um, I don't see anything. I, I just don't see it. I don't see that surge. I've I'm, I'm not been hearing reports about it. <laughs> I know the news is all doom and gloom. I think they pulled the plug too quick on all those those events. And because if you get to the end of May, if you really think about it, we're going to know a ton by the end of May. Like, we're going to know all how the Sweden experiment worked out, basically, Texas been opened, Georgia being reopened, you know, Orange County beaches, blah, blah, blah. And that would have given Monterey like a full two and a half months a lead time. And I, I, I felt like they pulled the plug prematurely. I'm sure they could explain to me why, why they did it. But God, it'd be nice if they hadn't pulled the plug so goddamn soon. Also, I think I'm optimistic. I think that vintage race is going to be on. I I don't I think once you open Orange County Beaches and once you open Texas and all that kind of stuff and you look at it and you have a number of weeks to look at it why wouldn't you have that race on Yeah
1: now it it is far enough out I still think that uh and they said they aren't going to really make the announcement until end of May early June so if they have if they have themselves another month to, before they have to decide business-wise, like you said, with sponsors and everything else. So they give themselves another month as other things start to open up uh, in In the next 30 days. I, I, think, I think you're right. I think it's looking a little bit more like it, it could happen. I'm a little more optimistic about it now than I was before, but I was always looking at it from a business standpoint. It's always been, can they get the sponsors? Can they get the ticket sales? What will they have to do? Did they limit the amount of people that go to the track? And I think uh, when uh, Loxamana looked it up a couple of weeks ago, he said they would have to limit the amount of cars. It wouldn't be the full 550 cars, maybe 450 or something. And, and who knows? Maybe that changes. Um, and then do they – do? is there going to be fewer spectators? Do they limit that? Is, you know, like who, who knows how they end up doing it. But as far as the track event, I think it would be fine. I think it would be fine.
0: Yeah. I, I, well, what, what's going to be the difference really between the infield there and an orange County beach in July, you know? Well,
1: that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, we're not piling everybody into restaurants I mean, I guess locally, if the restaurants were open, you get people to restaurants, but the event itself, the track event being outside like that and, uh, is takes a lot out of it. Like, unless you're walking around spitting on people, like, you know, everything just sort of atomizes in the air much quicker, you know, which is different than a a sneeze or anything else. They say,
0: well, Dr. Drew says there's no real cases of, of this thing being passed back and forth out outdoors. It's an indoor thing. So uh, hopefully we'll be good. Hopefully we'll know a lot more. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. And this will enable us to bring a different car and run in a different run group if we so choose, um, which would be yes. interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I i like that. Do Do you have some thoughts? You and I spoke a little bit about maybe the different drummer 510, maybe the the Porsche 911 the 1974 911s that been that Sean's been
0: doing the wing on, right? Um, the Porsche maybe. Uh, that run group is a Saturday race group, and the five ten group is a Sunday race group, and we normally like to build the schedule around the. Saturday race group because of uh, all the other functions and going to pebble beach on Sunday and having some champagne and driving home at the end of the day, uh, and all that kind of stuff versus at the track all, all day on, on Sat on Sunday, um, with pebble beach canceled. God, I still feel like, gee, I think we're going to, here's my prediction. We're going to get to that goddamn we're going to show up at that track on uh, Thursday or Friday for the race. We're going to be walking around and we're going to be going, these guys pulled the fucking plug way too early on.
1: So let's just go, let's just go to pebble beach. You and I will walk around with some uh, champagne yeah, and loafers and on and people are like, what are they doing in our backyard? We'll go. They could have
0: fucking had the quail. They could have done the quail. We'll just
1: to. show up to all the events, whether they're happening or not.
0: Yeah. So, um, they're uh, I, I pray they don't pull the plug on the race. We can go on Sunday. We can um, run in our run group because with no quail and no pebble beach and no Italiano concourse and none of the other ancillary events going on, then all we have is the track. So who cares if you qualify on Saturday or qualify on Friday or race on Sunday or race on Saturday? Like, it doesn't really matter at that at that point. We're just there. Yeah. I and we'll be we'll be hanging out there
1: if there was ever an opportunity to to bring two cars for two run groups this would probably be it
0: yeah it would and also um the other thing with the different drummer car is those revolution was it revolution i think it was revolution made those mag wheels on that thing uh
1: i think it was sterling
0: oh sterling sorry revolution's another wheel wheel yeah. company uh yes yeah, sterling um so it's interesting which is most of those cars run the mini lights or they run the panasports or the, whatever there's a few different 13 inch rims for those cars mm-hmm. but it's pretty much mini lights or panasports all the way across the board and that car is the only 510 i've, I've ever seen that had a rim sponsorship and ran a five spoke rim and it's it's kind of a cool piece I've not seen well you tell me but I'm sure there's some of it out there but I haven't seen a lot of five spoke four lug layouts you know it's usually the Datsuns are all four lug four spoke and I feel like Porsche's five lug and five spoke and maybe of the aftermarket thing, like Kragers and stuff like that. I mean, I know there's some Kragers with some four four lug configurations, but this is this weird rim that looks pretty cool by all accounts of the from the pictures we can make of them, but doesn't exist. Uh, we, yeah. And normally you could throw on some mini lights or throw on some Panasports and nobody would give a shit because the car was sponsored by Budweiser you know, but this car was sponsored by this rim company. So if you're not running the rims, it was sponsored by, it seems weird to me, right?
1: Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to send uh Chris a couple quick, uh, photos of the rim there. We we had to dig into them to find them a little while. And, uh, so, uh, Chris, I'm emailing you a couple of photos so we can see it and put it up on the screen as well for people that
0: want to watch the, uh, so the, I'm the just, video I, for this. I'm just going to have to, I mean, we're just going to have to have that rim made, obviously. And then the question is, is how hard is it to make a rim or how expensive is it to make a rim? And the, the answer is expensive. Making anything, just making any, you know, I always tell people, if you can find it at Ikea, go get it yeah you know, right if if you want me to build it for you, not that I'm in that <clears> business, but if you want someone to build it for you, it's gonna be expensive. If yeah. you can just go get it, go get it. It'll be a lot cheaper you you
1: can make it right everything will be made, but believe it or not, this is not the easiest wheel to make so the first image that uh that Chris is bringing up is the cast version before it's drilled out, and then the second photo is the finished wheel
0: um well it's got some interesting angles to it right yeah i mean the spokes aren't just straight are they or are they are they symmetrical they 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 look
1: symmetrical um but what's interesting is yeah so in that photo they are but see the thickness of the spoke we don't know um the depth of it maybe that's the right term. The depth of it is what would make a billet version of it complicated because you have to use a very thick piece of billet to get that depth um and this where and where it attaches this barrel that 's in the inside it's a very interesting wheel that's it's it's actually pretty unique because it's cast. they were able to do this. And if we went and made a set of wheels like we you know talked to brad Fanshaw and 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 he machined these one off out of out of billet it would not I don't think it would be easy you'd have to either make a couple of adjustments to the rim and get close hmm or it would be very expensive
0: well okay so let's uh let's break it down it, it looks like the hoop looks like a standard um panasport type 13-inch hoop. I don't know if we're looking at a 13-inch rim there, but the, the hoop is pretty normal. The hoop isn't the hoop. I mean it's cast, but I'm saying then then there's five spokes, and the five spokes kind of start kind of start thin. They're thin on the outside and widen up toward the back of the rim. They're almost a tr- triangle shape. It's it's really an interesting, unique piece and uh, we'll put it up at carcastshow.com. Is that where we're going to put it up?
1: Yeah, we can put it up there. And uh, uh, it's this finished wheel photo, um, the round center section uh, on the outside of the lugs looks like it's got flat spots on it. See how it like... But if you go to the previous photo before it's machined, it's, it's fairly round. So now I'm starting to think there's something with the photo. See how now it looks outside where the spokes would meet the lugs looks round.
0: Well, no, I think it still has the, the, the triangular sort of shape to it. It's hard to tell. Look, I don't, I don't want to bore everyone, but here's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, this, if anyone's listening and knows where a set of these rims are, um yeah. 13 by sevens, I guess is what you'd want. Uh, I could use a, a pair or a set, but they probably don't, they don't seem to exist. If they do exist, they're probably magnesium and that's not safe to run. Anyway, uh, there's no aftermarket repops of these things. And that's, that's that. Now we were looking at a picture, one that looked like it was machined and stuff. So I don't know if that was a more modern version of it, had a five lug uh, pattern, but either way, we have to get a set of these made because the car was sponsored by this company. That's all it says on the car is, is that. So we need, we need that. Number one, number two, we don't have to be bang on. We have to be close, but we don't need to be bang on. And the reason we don't need to be bang on is because there is no a to compare B to. I don't think there's anybody who's going to know what those rims look like. Th- they're not going to go, oh, that doesn't look like a, oh, sorry, what was it? Not a revolution. A uh, Sterling. Yeah, that- that's not a Sterling rim. I know Sterling rims. Like, is there anybody, have you ever seen, well, you haven't studied it like I've studied it, but I have looked at the rims and tires of 200,000 510s roads. There's 610s, 710s, uh, BMW 2002s, I've, uh, uh, GTAs, GTV, Alvis. like, I have stared at those rims. Uh, you, God knows how many rims I've stared at, and I've never seen that configuration. I've never even seen a five-spoke layout at a racetrack. Have you on one of those cars?
1: No, I, I don't recall ever seeing it. And and these these rims are... I I what I like about them is 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 they don't really look like much of anything else. Even other five spoke rims that are out there, these are these are kind of special. So I think if we were able to create these, I mean, finding it would be great. But if we can create them or reproduce them and and uh, somehow, and again, we could talk to we could talk to Brad about it as well. Um, it it would be it'd be an interesting, it'd be a standout feature for, for the vehicle. And like you said, it's not just because you're trying to match up a photo. Uh, it was a sponsor on the vehicle. So now it becomes an important part of it. I think, I think a billet version, um, we can, we can match the textures. We can get very close to it. I think the shape and the depth, we can get very close,
0: uh, to it as well. Does anybody. Yeah. You can see the old five. So it's really cool. Um, we also need a camel sticker that's kind of missing from the lower door. Much um, easier to make. <laughs> <laughs> much much less expensive. But well, <laughs> let me ask you this: um, if we were able, so presumably they sold a few units of these rims. Presumably. Right, mm-hmm. and presumably there's a few that are floating around out there, but they're magnesium and they're old and they're not safe to run. What about casting? What about if you could get a clean example of one of these rims in magnesium?
1: I would, I would say uh, casting is a different issue. But however, if somebody is listening and has the rim. I don't care what diameter, because maybe there was a 13, maybe it was a 14 or whatever. Even if you have one that we can borrow, that's a game changer because now we can digitally scan it and when we go to reproduce it, uh, we can get much more accurate and do it. So even if somebody, I did that on the truck. I did it on my lightning. We took the original wheel and we scanned it and we made a billet version. It's not exactly the same, but that's where we started. So if somebody had one of these that we could borrow, you know, we'll, we'll we'll pay, we'll pay to ship it to us, wrap it up all good and we'll, we'll scan it and we'll ship it back if you're not local. And Mm -hmm. uh, that would be a huge
0: difference. That'd be a big help. (laughs) What about, um, but what about casting? Is that something that people do? I, I think so. But now
1: we, there's going to be typically there's going to be a minimum order. Um, I don't think it's going to be less money than, uh, than doing one-off billet set. I think it would cost more money, but yeah. would, would it yield us a few sets that we can sell to some people that want them? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like how do you try to make back? Cause you're, cause you're going to end up with 20 sets of wheels or 50 sets of wheels. Well, what the hell are you, you going to do with it? I,
0: I, listen, <laughs> I don't, I really don't know enough about metallurgy to to tell you, but it would seem to me, and I've done some. I have talked to some guys about some casting in the past. It would seem to me that if you actually physically had a clean representation of a thirteen by seven inch rim, that you might be you might be able to cast that at a at a at a, at a cost that wasn't. Now look, here's my point. Everything's going to be expensive. Like the question is, is doing the billet style would that be four grand? And doing the casting would that be cheaper than four grand? It's not like the casting's going to be eleven hundred dollars. The casting's going to be four thousand dollars. I don't. But the question is, is which one's cheaper? They're both going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know. And I'm sure someone. Ooh, we got a clean, pretty clean. Oh yeah, save car, that for the We need to see that photo it's a photo back to me it's really interesting
1: every every angle you look at this thing it looks different look how deep those spokes now look those spokes look like that's different the photo we're looking at that uh, we passed around with jim who 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 restored the car for you those spokes are going almost all the way out to the edge almost all to the lip of the barrel right and what we're looking at is is not the same and that's the, that's the wheel. That's the, that's the, the tough This wheel. is
0: a cool, this is a cool uh, looking rim. Also, this is when the car had the weird spoiler on the back, which I could never really fully figure out. I, I could never figure out is it sheet metal with like a little canard and some braces kicking down. I never saw, I can only, I've never seen a picture with the thing. Um, but I'd like to, Chris can blow up that back spoiler. Maybe we can look also let's not sleep on the look, which is all I love these old pictures because there was always a dude. He was wearing a tight tank top and he had it tucked into jeans and a big leather belt. That's a good (laughs) look. Tank top tucked in tight truckers hat and a leather, like a wide leather belt. All right, let me hit JB Weld and uh, Chris can try to blow up that back because we're trying to figure, I've been trying to figure that one out for a while. JB Weld DIY projects, man. You want to get through some of these now that you're uh, stuck in the house. Uh, You want to avoid the expensive repairs. I was just using the JB Weld uh, one part super glue type on a serving tray I had. Big or small repairs, um, home or garage, ordinary household glue. Well, it's ordinary people. You don't want that. It needs to be strong. There's no better choice than JB Weld. I use, we use all their stuff at the shop. I use all the stuff here on the job site. Uh, I've always used JB Weld back before the way before they were sponsors. I used JB Weld. Um, I used to use the, the JB Weld to uh, repair, like you know, little holes in mufflers or exhaust or something like that. Uh, now they make everything.
1: All the glues are great. I was using the two part epoxy on some trim panels in the in the truck, and then I used a little bit of their uh their quick set glue, like the super glue kind of stuff. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, metal, wood, plastic, whatever you need to glue. Don't glue it. JB weld it. It's available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, and it just keeps going from there. So yeah, that weird back it it's the only it's the only 510 I've ever seen that has a back spoiler. When I say spoiler, am I using that term correctly, Matt? I I, I think so. I think uh, wing. wing or spoiler is fine. Um, maybe it's a front spoiler and a rear wing. But anyway, it's got a rear wing on it, which is weird to me. It looks like it might have a kind of piano hinge in the front. And then sheet metal coming out about six inches, and then a sort of canard on the side, and an adjustable yeah, one like of those the rod ad- end. adjustable rod end things to change the height of the thing, and it looks like it probably says sterling along the mag wheel company or something along the back, if that uh, makes sense, and then it looks like it has a little i don't know metal trim at the end. but have you ever seen a 510 with a rear wing? No, I can't tell. Is that white leaning edge
1: up? Is it like a little gurney flap? Yeah, and I think it says Sterling Wheels. I see the ELS. Yeah. Uh, under it. And then I think it's got like a little gurney flap. And you're right. It has these side uh, uh, canards, these side like winglets at the end. Yeah. And it looks like an adjustable rod. So maybe it's just uh, aluminum. Aluminum with yeah some I don't know if the piano hinge thing goes all the way across or it's just a, uh, you know in a couple of areas I don't know that's typically images but
0: typically when you'd look at those typically when you'd look at some of those uh, Nissan race cars I have or Newman race cars that had that sort of sheet metal rear wing the front was a continuous. What we call piano hinge, meaning a hinge that just goes all mm-hmm. the way across, you know, and then tilt it up in the back, and then adjustable in the back. I guess the idea was if you just put a hinge on the right side and the left side, air could get under it and pull it up or whatever in the middle or whatever that thing is. So they just. Went with a continuous hinge. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking if if the trunk isn't perfectly flat and the hinge went all the way across, it may bind.
0: Yeah, I think there's a little of. I, I think
1: you can. I've. I like not a well built one. It's got I've, little I, gaps. I, the...
0: <laughs> I've used I've used piano hinges in building, you know, uh-huh. and like. A piano hinge you can buy like a four foot piano hinge and just kind of cut it to whatever length you want, and it's pretty sloppy. Like it's got some flex in it; it could bow a little bit or dip in a little bit, and still kind of, still kind of work. Well, anyway, send that picture to Sean Maxipata. Tell him to get on Tell the. Him new- that's the next hell. wing he's going to make.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. the next wing. Tell him to make some wheels while he's at it. If somebody had those, that picture that you just had up there, Chris, that's the picture we need to put it out there if anybody has uh even just one of those sterling mags hanging on a wall or, or turn into a coffee table um, <laughs> we'd love to borrow it because <laughs> we yeah. need to scan it or something we need to scan it measure it photograph it uh and uh we'll, we'll return it to you
0: well i uh I'm, much
1: appreciation and gratitude
0: i say that uh, car's got to get the wing on the back and the and the wheels on the road yeah because that's what that's why that car is really one off. That car also has a brass tag on the roll cage, which means it ran in Trans Am for 2.5 Trans Am for a little bit. So, uh, we got that working for us. Uh, but I, I think that tail's got to go on, right? I think so. I'd be, we got to find some more photos. It'd be great. I mean, I think we can get pretty
1: close, even just based off that you'd have to just, you know, m- make your interpretation of it. But, uh, but I think you can get get pretty close to that.
0: So we will uh, keep you guys posted. But I think it'd be fun to run in that class because cars are a little more bunched up. It's a little more, I won't call it mm-hmm. more competitive. The, the cars are a little bit slower. But nobody has a big horsepower advantage in that particular race. It, it seems like mostly all... 510s and some Lotuses and, uh, you know, BMW 2002s and things like that. Um, I think that's a good, that's a fun class to run in. That car would be a fun car to bring out there. No one has seen that thing in years. I don't know how long, when the last time that thing raced was, but it's certainly pretty much a basket case when I got it. So um, that would be a fun piece for, for people to see at that track.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think it'd, it'd be, and uh, it runs strong. Things sounds good.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Jim builds a great car. All right, uh, let's see. You can pre-order my book. I'm your emotional support animal. That's uh, available for pre-order at Amazon, and we just finished uh, the audio version of it and all that. So enjoy that. Uh, you can go to our YouTube page, youtube.com/slash and watch uh, some free stand-up you're feeling little blue and shut in go ahead and check that out matt what do you got
1: uh, hopefully more cars to be tested i'll give you uh, more information about the uh, aston martin i'll post pictures up on my social media at motorator
0: so until next time Sam corolla for matt the motorator d'andrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel
1: Guys, thanks so much for listening. We've got a fun show for you next week as well. And uh, before we wrap it up, a reminder about GEICO. Whether you own your home or rent your home, it can be a lot of work. But bundling your policies with GEICO is easy. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing because you have so much to do around your home already. Just go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com.